This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 megasymbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm your host, Elena Enake, bringing you the news. But first, let's take a quick look at the weather picture. The weather is unstable across Romania, with maximum temperatures ranging from 10 to 17 degrees Celsius. The noon reading in Bucharest was 10 degrees. And now the news, the headlines. The Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu pays an official visit to the United Kingdom. The Romanian Defense Ministry has asked Parliament's approval for the purchase of weapon systems. And the Romanian men's handball team, Cese Dinamo, is today playing on home turf against the German champion, THW Kiel. The Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu is paying a two-day official visit to the United Kingdom at the invitation of his British counterpart James Cleverly. The two officials will sign the updated joint declaration of the strategic partnership between Romania and the UK and will open the first edition of the Romania-UK bilateral forum. The joint declaration updates priorities in bilateral cooperation. Aurescu will also have a meeting with representatives of the Romanian community in Britain. Seven out of the 30 NATO member countries reached the target regarding military expenditure in 2022, the Alliance's Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg announced on Tuesday evening while presenting the organization's annual report. These countries are the US, the UK, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland and Greece. According to the report, Romania allocated to defense 1.75% of its GDP in 2022, 1.86% in 2021, a little over 2% in 2020 and 1.84% in 2019. Jens Stoltenberg called on the allied countries to supplement their military expenses as soon as possible. The Romanian Defense Ministry has asked Parliament's approval for the purchase of weapon systems such as anti-aircraft defense systems, air-to-air missiles and infantry vehicles under an equipping program aimed at strengthening the Romanian army by 2040. Their role is to create flexible and modern forces, provide military means to ensure survival on the battlefield and increase mobility, according to a defense ministry communique. The Bucharest government steps in in the crisis on the market of mandatory car insurance policies, RCA, 
after the insolvency of Euroins company and is drawing up an order that will cap tariffs for a period of six months at their level in March. The Romanian Financial Supervisory Authority will have to come up with a plan within these six months to render the Ergia market efficient. The possible bankruptcy of Euroins could result in 140,000 damage files worth almost a quarter billion euros. The Romanian men's handball team Cese Dinamo is today playing on home turf against the German champion THW Kiel in a match in the playoff of the Champions League. The German team has won the title four times, the last time in 2020. Last year, Romania managed to slightly curb the number of road accidents by 200 as compared to 2021. Fatalities from road accidents were also reduced by 145 and the number of wounded by 100. In 2022, Romania reported 4,700 accidents and 1,630 fatalities. 3,700 people were also severely injured. According to the Romanian Police General Inspectorate, these have been the lowest figures in the past decade. Road traffic police are these days conducting a series of preventive activities on the high-risk sections of the country's road network. Timisoara will receive on Friday the Golden Apple Trophy in recognition of the efforts to promote the city as an international tourist destination. Considered the equivalent of an Oscar award in cinematography, the Golden Apple Condor or Golden Appeal is awarded by the International Federation of Journalists and Writers of Tourism. And that was the news. NATO's annual report for 2022 shows that the member states keep increasing their defense spending, especially against the background of the current security threats. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with more in this report by Daniela Budu. Russia and terrorism are the biggest threats to global security, according to the NATO report for 2022, presented on Tuesday by the Secretary-General of the Alliance, Jens Stoltenberg. He also mentioned China, which continues to challenge the Allies' interests, security and values. In this context, he expressed his concern about the possibility that Beijing might start providing military aid to Russia. The NATO leader called on the member states in the context of the current security challenges to increase their defense budgets to more than 2% of the GDP. In fact, many of the member states have pledged to invest this percentage in military spending, but the threshold has been exceeded so far by only seven of the allies, that is, by a little more than a quarter of them. In this regard, Romania managed to rise up to 1.75% of the GDP, still being in the upper half of the ranking in 11th place. The report also shows that the largest budget granted by the member states for defense relative to the national GDP is that of Greece, over 3.5%, followed by the United States. Moreover, more than half of the NATO budget was secured by the United States, which provided 70% of the alliance's expenses last year. According to official data, 2022 was the eighth consecutive year in which member states increased their defense budgets by $350 billion compared to 2014. 
with Russia's war against Ukraine, the intention of the Allies is to increase this spending. Jens Stoltenberg said that many Allies have also announced significant defense spending increases since Russia's invasion. Now these pledges must turn into real cash, contracts and concrete equipment, he said, because defense spending underpins everything we do. Our latest polling shows that 82% of people across the 30 NATO allies believe it is important that North America and Europe work together for our shared security. And 61% agree that NATO membership makes an attack from a foreign nation less likely. NATO has enabled Europe and North America to live in peace for almost 75 years. But today's world is as dangerous as at any time since the Second World War, Jens Stoltenberg stressed. In his report, the Secretary-General of the Alliance also says that Russia's attack on Ukraine actually hid the intention of President Vladimir Putin to weaken the unity of NATO and the European Union. A strategic mistake, the head of the alliance says, because he underestimated the power of Ukraine and the unity of the allies in the two organizations. As a consequence, NATO now has a better military presence in the area, said Jens Stoltenberg, and the alliance is preparing to welcome two new members, Finland and Sweden, which will double the length of NATO's border with Russia. It should also be mentioned that beyond the military part, the alliance is currently carrying out actions to secure critical infrastructure, as well as response measures to hybrid threats in the context of technological advancement and digitalization. The Rabla Plus and Rabla Classic vehicle scrapping programs are resumed on March the 24th, with a budget totaling 1.5 billion lei. A new program, Rabla Local, will also be launched. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this report written by Roxana Vasile. Romania's automotive market saw the biggest growth in Europe this February compared to last year. The number of vehicle registrations nationwide went up 44.5% to over 12,000 units, whereas in the entire European Union over 800,000 vehicles were registered in February this year according to data made public on Tuesday by the European Automobile Manufacturers Association, which represents Europe's top 16 car makers. A significant increase of registrations was reported for the French group Renault, particularly thanks to the Romanian brand Dacia, whose European market share has reached 5% as against 3.6% last February. Taken over by Renault in 1999 and relaunched in 2004 with the Logan make, Dacia has grown steadily into a player with a reputation in the European market. In Romania, a notable boost for sales comes from the government, which has been earmarking funds for years under a scrapping program called Rabla, which is highly popular among vehicle owners. This year, the Environment Ministry will channel some 300 million euros into the various components of the program. In a move to get at least 100,000 vehicles older than 15 years off the roads. 
The relevant minister Tanchoj Barna announced on Friday that the Rabla Classic and Rabla Plus programs will be relaunched with increased budgets. Apart from an increase of the voucher granted upon scrapping a car to some 1,400 euros, and of that for two cars scrapped to nearly 2,000 euros, buyers may also receive several bonuses, up to a total of over 3,000 euros. Under the Rabla Plus program, which concerns the purchase of electric or plug-in hybrid cars, the bonuses offered by the government go even higher, up to as much as 10,000 euros. Apart from these two components, in a month's time, a third one will be launched, called Rabla Local, and implemented jointly with local authorities. Minister Tanchoj Barna. On April the 21st, we launch the Rabla Local program. Before that, local authorities will be enrolling in the program. So I urge all administrative units, all the town halls interested in joining the program to step up the approval process in their local councils as soon as the guidelines have been published in the official journal, so that they may enroll in due time and that we may start the program on April the 21st. The budget for Rabla Local is close to 50 million euros, adding to which will be 20% provided by the local authorities involved. And this wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Don't forget that you can also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Next up in this broadcast is Song of the Day. Listen to Eduard Sanda and Cleopatra Stratan with the song Time to Love.
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Society Today Hello and welcome, I am Kalinko Tsoyu. In Romania, 62% of inhabitants have never stepped in a museum and only 33% go in once or several times a year, according to the 2019 Cultural Consumption Barometer. Since that time, before the breakout of the COVID-19 pandemic, polls on museum attendance have not been run, but no radical changes seem to be in sight. However, experts believe these are worrying figures, but that they should not scare us. We asked sociologist Dan Petre to explain. We definitely should not panic. What I believe is constructive for getting out of the situation is to put pressure on museums to become more attractive and interesting. I mean, I would have a more capitalist approach, so to say, as follows. Consumers have no obligation to visit museums. They have no obligation to expand their general knowledge. It is the museums who have the duty to make the experience they offer more attractive, so that they can get on the agenda for spare time for people, for consumers. This seems to me to be the main thing that you have to bear in mind. We have to abandon this mentality according to which it is the people's duty to get culture and to turn it on its head. This upside down means a reversal of attitude for museums, with the goal to go from passively waiting for visitors to the initiative of attracting them with unusual offers. For this, there is a need to discover who these visitors are, what expectations they have, and what museums can do to become more interesting. All these topics were approached in a recent paper called Museum Explorer, under the aegis of the Bucharest Municipal Museum, with the participation of several experts coordinated by Alexandra Zbukia. Dean of the School of Management with the SNSPA Political Studies University, who told us why this exploration was needed. There is a need to understand visitors in order for museums to offer them what they want, help them develop personally but at the same time give them an opportunity to spend some very pleasant time in a museum. In other words, development does not occur only at the cultural level, intellectually. They need to have a good time. Otherwise, we are stuck in this situation we see now, where interest towards museums is totally marginal and limited to a pretty well-defined group of people. Statistics are fairly worrying. I only point out that the fact that the 62% figure appears in the last barometer before the pandemic. However, some polls have suggested an even higher number, upwards of 70 to 80%. 
This figure does not mean that 7 out of 10 Romanians have never stepped in a museum. In other words, interest is very low, but somehow people still got there. We asked Alexandra Zbukia who and why still goes into museums, and here's what she said. In what regards the profile of visitors to museums, things are more clear and more simple. In terms of the profile of museum visitors, things are clear and simple. We noticed that, generally speaking, the museum visitor is young, which may be surprising for many. Young people, high school and university students, people in their early careers, generally people with higher studies who live in cities go to museums. The other categories of the public don't go to museums. One of the reasons may be the lack of opportunity, because unfortunately many localities, including small towns, have no museums or have some that are not too attractive. What we also know about museum visitors is that they are interested in Romanian heritage, but at the same time they are not very satisfied by the experience they have. They would like their visit to museums to be more interesting, to have a more pleasant and interactive experience which is on offer from some museums but not all museums. However, the sociological perspective adds nuance to this opinion, which puts optimism in the evaluation of museum goers. For instance, sociologist Dan Petre believes that creating a model profile of an average museum goer is forced, because there are many types of consumers. People go there for many reasons, and museums are therefore in competition with all providers of experience, such as malls, as Dan Petre told us. For instance, during the School a Different Way week, the number of children going to museums goes up spectacularly, or on museum night. Access is free then, but this is not the main reason, because we notice that price is not a barrier. What motivates them more is the experience. For instance, on museum night, when access is free, it's not so much that it is free as the fact that they provide an experience or a number of experiences. These are people who do what I call a museum crawl the entire night going from one museum to another. You have been listening to Society Today. Coming up next on Radio Romania International, Visit Romania. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Our destination today is the town of Oroștie in western Romania, known as the gate to the land of 45 churches. The center of the town is home to a special monument, the Evangelical Church. In fact, there are two resembling churches, one evangelical and the other one reformed, built in the neo-Gothic style. The current reformed church goes back to the 13th century, but initially it was a Roman Catholic church. Ruler Yankov Hunedoara in the 15th century 
ordered the building of a church tower, more than 50 meters high, as a surveillance point over the Muresh Valley and the lands to the west, all the way to the Retezat Mountains. The tower was destroyed by an earthquake in 1838, and another two towers were built using the debris left. One was 20 meters high and served the Reformed Church, and the other one, of the same height, was built for the neighboring Evangelical Church. Also, here one can see the ruins of a small medieval dome, which was built some 1,000 years ago out of stone and mortar, and is one of the oldest medieval chapels in Romania. The entire area was populated by Saxon colonists in mid-12th century. But, just like the monuments, the settlings at the foot of the mountain, some still preserving the picturesque atmosphere from back in the day, had a troubled history. Nick Fernoland, the pastor of the Lutheran Church, told us more about this. The church was built in 1820. The priest was then Daniel Josef Leonard. He came to Oreshtia from Sibiu in 1819. Back then there was only one church in the yard, the reformed one. This church, the Lutheran Church, dates back to the 13th century. We have a functional organ, but unfortunately no organ player. Before that, there was a little dome, a small church, probably from when the town was first documented in 1224. So initially there was the dome, then the Saxon community built the church nearby. But in 1500, a little before the Protestant reform, the Saxons were already a minority in Oroshtia. After the 1400-1500 period, when the Turks attacked this area, the situation was really bad, and almost all the Saxons left, ran away or were taken slaves by the Ottoman Empire. After 1500, what was left was just one Saxon village, Romos, near Oroshtia. So here in Oroshtia, we are 50 people of evangelical faith. In total, in the entire county, there are about 230 evangelic parishioners, but this is not the total number of Germans in the Hunedoara county, because the others are Catholic. That was Visit Romania, developed with support from the Department for Interethnic Relations of the Romanian government through the Diversity and Cultural Heritage Program. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Radio Romania International's Sports Club. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Romania's national rugby team concluded its spring season with a victory in the final for the third place of the continental competition Rugby Europe Championship. Romania beat Spain 31 to 25. Romania scored four tries thanks to Mario Simionescu, Cristi Chirica, Gabriel Pop and Gabriel Rupanu. Paul Popoia also scored through a penalty kick and a conversion kick and Vladuz Popa added two penalty kicks to Romania's performance. Gabriel Pop at his first match for the national team was designated the best player of the game.
The 25-year-old athlete is currently playing for Dinamo Bucharest. The final tournament, hosted by the Spanish city of Badajoz, ended with the Rugby Europe Championship final, in which Georgia beat Portugal 38-11 to win the competition for the sixth time in a row. The two finalists were in fact the only teams to have defeated Romania, which was hardly a surprise given their better places in the world rankings. At the moment, after the matches in Badajoz, Georgia ranks 11th in the world, Portugal comes 16th and Romania 19th. Moreover, Romania played against these teams away from home. The national team had mixed performances this year. There have been good matches with accurate and even spectacular moments, but also weak periods with mistakes that enabled their opponents to score tens of points. Major corrections are necessary in this respect, particularly given the fast-approaching World Cup, scheduled this autumn in France. Romania will play their first World Cup match on September the 9th against Ireland in Bordeaux, followed by a game against defending world champions South Africa on the 17th of September. Next comes the match against Scotland, scheduled to take place on September the 30th in Lille, the city which will also host Romania's last game against Tonga on October the 8th. You have been listening to Radio Romania International's Sports Club. Listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, it's truly Romanian. I'm Cristina Matescu, and today we're going to introduce you to Cornelia Ardelan, a singer from Bistrița Năsăud County in Transylvania. Let's begin with a song from these parts. Thank you. 
Cornelia Ardalan made her debut in the early 1970s during a popular TV traditional music competition. She then went on to work with Radio Romania's Folk Orchestra, recording several songs for the public radio station. Let's listen to her next with a song called The Wind Blows, The Fields Are Drying. In 1975, Cornelia Ardalan joined the Bistrița Professional Orchestra, and more work followed for the public and radio stations, as well as her first recordings at Electrecord Record Company. The next song we're going to play today is called If the Forest Dies. Amor 
Cornelia Ardalan has to date recorded over 150 songs, released two LPs, four CDs and four audio cassettes, as well as many songs for Radio Romania. Let's listen next to a song called Four String Violin. For the last 25 years, Cornelia Ardalan has been working with the Bistrița Army Cultural Center, where she also founded a children's ensemble. Let's end this program with a dance song. <laughs> Pe voi, și le leagă, va de dragă, 
salvă Și cum firuț de cicoare Să te audă din șezătoare Și cum firuț de mătasă Să te audă bade din casă Living Romania Coming up next Happening in Romania Hello and welcome to a new edition of Happening in Romania with me, Lacrimiara Simeon. The Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, who has recently visited Romania, met with the Secretary of State for Global Affairs and Diplomatic Strategies, Traian Hrista. The two discussed the war in Ukraine and the internal and external challenges that it generates, the situation of Ukrainian refugees and the political and economic difficulties faced by the Republic of Moldova. The Secretary of State also referred to the more than one million Romanian citizens who are currently living in the UK and thanked the Archbishop for the support given to them to be able to hold religious services in the places of worship of the Anglican Church as an important element in preserving identity. According to the Romanian Foreign Ministry, Justin Welby in his turn expressed appreciation for the Romanians in Great Britain, whom he said are well integrated in society and have a relevant contribution to the British economy. A spiritual leader of the Anglican Church worldwide, the Archbishop of Canterbury has led in the last decade the major religious ceremonies of England and the British royal family, such as the commemoration of the Duke of Edinburgh and the state funeral of Queen Elizabeth II. He will also be the one to perform the coronation ceremony of King Charles III, which will take place in May at Westminster Abbey. A show including music, choreography and poetry entitled Poetic Capital Without Borders took place on March 16th at the headquarters of the Romanian Embassy in France. The event, organized together with the Paris representation of the Romanian Cultural Institute, is part of the far-reaching French project Poets Spring, which takes place throughout France between March 11th and 27th, and the theme of this edition is Borders. The organizers said that the theme chosen for this year was influenced by the war in Ukraine, a conflict that they believe was caused by borders. The Romanian writer Ioana Nicolae joined authors Salcia Halas from Poland and Indre Valentinaite from Lithuania at two literary events that took place in Stockholm and Umea. On March 16th, they participated in the second edition of the Room of World Poetry event, organized at the headquarters of the Romanian Cultural Institute in the capital of Sweden. In partnership with the Lithuanian Culture Institute, the Lithuanian Embassy and the Polish Institute. The second event consisted of a discussion organized within the Umea International Literature Festival with the title Perspectives from Central and Eastern Europe on the New Europe. The festival, which annually attracts over 20,000 participants and over 150 guests, took place between March 16th and 18th. You are listening to Radio Romania International. 
a version of Auguste Rodin's sculpture, Le Baiser, The Kiss, will be auctioned in Romania in the most important event of the year, in the 2023 Spring Auction, which also marks the anniversary of the 500th auction held by the auction house A10 by Artmark. Considered a masterpiece of modern art, the work The Kiss has a starting price of 80,000 euros and comes from the historical collection of an illustrious Romanian officer of the Royal Army. The creation of one of the most famous sculptures in the world was inspired by the love story between Paolo Malatesta and Francesca da Rimini, two characters of the Divine Comedy by Dante Alighieri, who were caught by Francesca's husband kissing, being killed and condemned to spend the eternity in hell. Rodin created the work The Kiss in 1889 in marble for the Universal Exhibition in Paris, commissioned by the French Ministry of Culture. After starting in 1882, he had previously tested various versions and positions of the theme, initially as a relief of the sculpture monumental of the Gates of Hell. Later, Rodin recalibrated the sculpture which has become famous in several height variations and cast them in bronze with the help of Emile Leblanc Barbedienne, making several copies, one of which is the one present in the Spring Anniversary Auction 2023. Most of the copies are kept in important art museums around the world and some of those existing in private collections have been awarded in auctions in recent years at values of hundreds of thousands or even millions of euros. For example, recently, in 2018, one of the most important auction houses in Great Britain succeeded in awarding a reduced bronze version for no less than 14 million euros. The copy, located in Bucharest and put up for auction, is accompanied by a certificate of authenticity issued recently in 2022 by the August Rodin Committee, which precisely identifies the copy and specifies that the discovery is soon to be included in the new edition of the catalogue raisonné August Rodin. It's worth remembering the few private Romanian collections which included important masterpieces of European culture and despite the hardships of the communist period when many such works were confiscated, they continue to appear in such collections, proving the same resilience that only books, characters and ideas have had. The one who had the collection was Colonel Nicolae Ionescu, an officer in the Royal Army, who came from a wealthy family from Prahova County, which owned vineyards and oil wells in Prahova Valley in Urlats. His family was related to the Makovei families, owners of vineyards in Odobesht, and Constantin Vishoyano, a former foreign minister of Romania during the Second World War. The colonel probably acquired the Rodin sculpture in the period 1906-1910, it should be noted that bronze sculptures by Rodin, cast by the artist himself during his lifetime, rarely appeared in collections in Romania, and when they did, it was always in the collections of Romanian personalities from the beginning of the century, 
such as Squilla Little Bat or the politician Iwan Kalinderu, who bought it for the Kalinderu Museum, today in the collection of the National Art Museum. Rodin's The Kiss isn't the only famous sculpture featured in the March 29th auction. Alongside the work signed by the French master Auguste Rodin, the spring auction will also put up for sale the Cresting Archer sculpture, made in bronze by the Romanian Ion Jala, with a starting price of 5,000 euros. The original stone version of the Archer model, sculpted in 1926, is located in front of the Ion Jala Museum in Constanza, and another version of the work was bought by the Romanian state and used as a banner for the main international exhibitions promoting Romanian art, which took place in the 1930s and 1940s in Paris, Barcelona, Oslo, Zurich and Amsterdam. The Katinka Tabocaro Gallery from Bucharest will participate in Expo Chicago 2023, which will take place between April 14th and 16th. The Bucharest Gallery will exhibit in the exposure section, dedicated to solo and two-person exhibitions of some galleries set up 10 years ago at most. In addition to the main galleries, the fair will also feature thematic sections, including sections for books and special exhibitions by non-profit organizations. Until participating in the American event, Katinka Tabucaro Gallery will exhibit this year between March 23rd and 25th at the Art Basel Hong Kong Fair in the Discoveries section, alongside galleries from Shanghai, Paris, Naples, Los Angeles and Cape Town. The 10th edition of Expo Chicago will bring together approximately 170 exhibitors from 36 countries. And that's all from happening in Romania. From me, Lucramiora Simeon, it's goodbye now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with Mele Kramora Simeon. Today's program features Maria Cârnece, a native of Dumbovița County in the south of Romania, who turns 70 today. So we wish her many happy returns of the day and invite you to listen to a song from her early career.
With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kilohertz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl@ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>